on this episode of AV Week, we talk about third-party verification of products. Does it really matter? Also talk about ways the AV community can come together and possible revenue from AR and VR. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like FSR. This is AV Week, episode 262, recorded Friday, September 2nd, 2016. Augmented Revenue Streams. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing Scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to talk about all the news that uh, that's fit to talk about this week. His name is Chris Netto. He's my buddy, pal, also the host of uh, MHO and works for AV Help Desk. Good afternoon, sir. How you doing, buddy? Good. Uh, the other one, the other one of the other thirds of of MHO. His name is Mike Shen. He works for IMS Technology Services, and he's sporting a fabulous, sexy beard. Hello, sir. Uh, good afternoon. How are you, Tim? I am well. I am well. So we're trying something out. If you if you are a fan of the video, if you watch the video, uh, we're trying out a new service, uh, a new product uh, from Zoom. Uh, if you haven't read, actually, um, somewhat of Inside Baseball, Google Hangouts is going away. Uh, Hangouts Live, at least. So it's, it, that's what we've used for, for two or three years now. So we're trying something new things out. We'll try this out, see if we like it. If we don't, we'll, we'll move on to something else. So um, so there might be a, a few um, uh, hiccups here as I, as I share the screens and, and move around here, guys. So uh, first and foremost, uh, this is from... Oh, good Lord, I can't see. See, first thing already. Um, from SCN, uh, Wayne House Research evaluates... Prism Visual Workplace. Um, the results of testing from Wayne House, and Wayne House is a, is a research uh, firm. Uh, quote, unquote, the results of testing concluded that Prism Visual Workplace is powerful, flexible, and enterprise-ready and offers a number of customize, customization options to tailor to specific use cases. Uh, Chris, first, uh, you first because you're, you're, you're the consultant. You also work um very closely uh with a number of you guys' clients companies like Wayne House is having that that third party um does that does it make it uh, does it help when you are specking a product or does it help when you're bringing a product in to have a third party say hey this product is good or maybe you know the opposite opposite side this product is bad does it help when you're when you're talking with your clients to say you know hey here here's a a third party giving their opinion of this product well anytime you can have you know uh, somebody outside of the uh, manufacturer saying that it's a good product it's a positive thing yes it's something that you can put in your tool bag uh, when you're talking to customers to say hey yeah this is you know hey there is an outside party that goes around and does those type of uh, reviews, um, but it's just a tool. It's just a, a you know another 
another piece of uh, verification to what you're selling uh, as, as a consultant. That is also my responsibility. You know, if I'm out there, I've already uh, done the research on the product as well. And it's my responsibility to go to a customer and say, hey, you know, this product, whether it's Prism, whether it's any other manufacturer, you know, he, here are the two, three best products that we could find that does what you're looking for uh, based on our user um, needs analysis that we did. So yeah, they, it, it helps. It's, it's a little more vote of confidence type stuff, but Wayne House is a consulting firm. Wayne House is also, you know, a reviewer of products. So is there a conflict of interest? That's, that's to be, uh, that can be debated, but uh, yeah, I, I see nothing wrong with all right, Mr. Shin, kind of same question to you as, as you're talking with your clients and, and you're, you're specking these products. Chris mentioned the fact that Winehouse is also a consulting firm. Yeah, yeah you, could, you could see maybe a, a back and forth, especially if they're designing the system. Mm -hmm. um, but from a standpoint of purely looking at it from, hey, we want to we give you our two cents, you know, our, our review of this product, how much value is there? Uh, I think there's a lot of value to it. As a matter of fact, on a regular basis, um, we will bring letters of, of um, recommendation to our clients to show them, you know, this is the type of application that we're uh, looking to deploy here in your in your environment. Uh, this is a letter from another customer that we have uh, done this for and the experience that they had with it. Um, the Wayne House research piece, you know, I know has been um, – uh, used in the past by other manufacturers as a point of differentiation, uh, especially, uh, for example, with Polycom. Um, so, you know, I think uh, I think it has its place. I think it's a good tool to use to uh, try and and uh, sell your solution. All right, very good. Uh, next up, Quantum Ultra, the Quantum Ultra Ultra High Bandwidth 4K Video Wall Processor from Extron Electronics. Uh, two things about this, real quickly um, about once a year, I, I get I get out to Anaheim and 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 bounce around the old uh, the old Extron factory. And personally, one of the coolest things I, I I think about that factory is they've got these ginormous testing facilities. They actually have two now um, that allow them to do all kinds of UA uh, testing, UL testing, testing for other parts of the world that you know lets them do in house testing and then get them certified, right? was out there about a month or so ago and saw this very product being tested. And it was it was cool. I mean you you've got it 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 takes me back to the when I first got into AV and some of the first big gray boxes that had Extron on the name, right? Mm -hmm. Big massive, you know, processing going on, big big massive uh, IOs going on. This is that, right? Uh with with a little bit of of, of juju going on. So Mike, for, from your standpoint, I, I've, I've looked at video processors over the, over the past 10 years, I guess, and there are these stalwarts that cost, good God, an awful lot of money. Is there a market for, still for video processors, whether it's 4K or uh, extensively, you know, this thing could obviously do uh, HD as well. Is there still market, is room in the market for video processing? Uh, absolutely. Um, the question is, is there room in the marketplace for 
expensive, bulky video processing. Um, that's that's the question, really. Now, I'm not familiar with uh, with the the quantum. Um, I, I I remember seeing earlier versions of it uh, that that Extron had uh, maybe a couple years ago, and um, you know the the issue with that particular product is really you know price point of entry with the features that you can get. Now, when you're talking 4K. Absolutely. There's not many uh, 4K processors out on the market as of now. Um, most of them are still, you know, 1080p. Um, but, you know, I, I see a continuing growing trend of video walls over, over you know, traditional projection. And uh, in the last two or three years, I think my company's gone tenfold on the number of video walls that we did, say, the three years prior to that. So think that there's plenty of room marketplace and if, if it's the right application if it has the right io and it has the right processing and, and supports the resolutions you're looking for then it's probably the right box for you all right very good all right from our friends over at commercial integrator magazine two stories kind of wrapped into one um the first is uh from our good friend mr daniel newman why businesses will ultimately lose by ignoring augmented reality S very strong words um, Mr. Newman is not shy about, about his opinions, never has been. Um, I want to highlight this one thing, uh, quote unquote, the face of the workplace has already changed bringing your own device, BYOD, and the ubiquity of smartphones has allowed more employees to work from their homes. Okay. I'm not sure that those two s thoughts go in the same sentence, but that's beside the point. The second article is, um from, uh, again, Commercial Integrator, how this new, quote-unquote, mixed-reality Microsoft innovation will change employee training forever. So these are two articles that um, have, within the span of, of two or three days, had Commercial Integrator talking about new ways of training, new ways of interacting, new ways of, of engaging not only employees but also clients as well. So, Mike, we're going to talk about a couple different things. Um, you and, and, and Chris and, and Melissa Doman do a show called MHO. It's, it stands for My Humble Opinion, right? Um, I want to say it was it was either the day or, or two before Pokemon Go dropped. You guys released a, an episode of that about augmented reality. It was incredibly um, uh, serendipitous. It was <laughs> as somebody who runs AV Nation, I was like, that's freaking cool. Right. Um, the fact that you guys had that and then, and then this incredible augmented reality app, biggest one in, in the history of the world currently, um, dropped and started breaking records. It was 20 million, um, people in the first, in the first 10 days. Um, so take me down this. Yes. Newman's right with with BYOD. Yes, he's right when it comes to folks being everywhere with their phone and that being being how we communicate now. Um, you know, the platform we're using today is is called Zoom. You can do that on your phone. You can do FaceTime if you have iOS. You can do all sorts of, of different devices. Um, but augmented reality and is not new for, for for with Pokemon Go. It's been there for a while. So we've got all these weird VR and and uh, and other various technologies coming together. What does this mean for the integrator? 
Well, it's a new stream of revenue. I mean, that that's ultimately the main point and the main uh, the main issue with uh, with AR. We need the industry to begin to dive into it and adopt it because it is the way that people are going to be interacting in, with the world in more than just a game. It's going to be more than just a, a, a game that people play, but it will um, it will produce different ways to present information and to present content. Um, my company has been doing it for uh, about two years now, uh, and we've seen an immense adoption on the event staging side of our company, um, especially as it relates to trade shows and, uh, and, and what have you. But on our integration side, we've begun to see uh, an increase in interest for training. Uh, you know, imagine being able to walk into a conference room and using your app be able to hover over the touch panel and then a video pops up that shows you how to operate the system you know that that's that application is huge so you need to be able to find the right people you need to be able to find the right partnerships to be able to offer uh you know an augmented reality solution it's it's a stream of revenue that people are just leaving on the table okay so let me let me say one thing about what you just said if you need instructions on how to use a touch panel you've designed the interface incorrectly Fair enough. I'm and saying a, this as a programmer. That's a very, very fair, uh, you know, uh, uh, note. So let me let me put it this way. Okay. How about you were to walk into a conference room, and there is like, you know, a picture on the wall or just a piece of paper on the wall that says "scan here," and then it says "room 137," and when you scan "room 137," your touch interface comes up on your phone. I'm that all for that. The form yes. of AR as well. Okay. I, I, I that one I can buy. Um, Mr. Neto, where where does this land all of us? First of all, I got to make a point here. You're you're thinking that once you are trained or once you play uh, you know your your training role at a company that it's over and done with. Companies in massive, you know, Fortune 500 companies with a lot of turnover, you know, what Mike is saying makes sense. It's you're not you're leaving it to the internal staff of the AV department at whatever Fortune 500 company it is to keep going back and retraining people. The fact is they may not do that. So taking an AR application and showing people how to use the simplest rooms that may not even have control uh, just by pointing your phone over it and saying, oh, okay, this is what you do, or oh, this is what you do, sort of makes sense. It's, it's something that we actually, when we talked about um, recently on the MHO show, you know, some of the things that got affected, some of the technology that may possibly get affected by AR. Um, one of the coolest things that we saw a couple of years ago was the transparent uh, screens, right? Where you would put, and I think Infocom had it in 2013 or whatever it was, where, you know, um, I think it was Samsung, had a Rolex watch and behind it, you saw the watch and then the screen that was in front of it animated it with little bubbles and stuff like that, right? Yeah. It showed you know, the watchmaker making the watch. It was meant for museums. It's meant for displays and retail. Do you need that now? Because if you put your phone up to that same watch in a screen and it is AR enhanced, you're getting that same thing. So I don't know. You know, AR is a really interesting concept. Uh, I think that integrators um, need to be very aware of it. The problem is, is that, you know, the chatter on the Internet, is it's all Pokemon Go. Get past that, people. Pokemon Go is one little application to a bigger universe of this, you know? And the smart ones are the ones that are looking at the technology, 
not just the content, because the content is hugely important in this, but the smart ones are looking at technology and going, how do we meld the two together or make the two work? Because the problem with VR, as cool as VR may be, is the, the headsets. Now, I was just watching a program the other night on, on Nova. Don't ask why I was watching Nova, but it was something about There's World War II. There's nothing wrong with watching Nova. It caught my eye right away. And they were talking about the Battle of Normandy, you know, D-Day. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about ships that had sunk, right? And the only way that they could actually see what was going on below the water, or no, better yet, the, um, the English had created these floating bridges or floating ports or docks at the time. And a lot of them sunk. So they actually enhanced that via digital and VR and went to a 3D type thing. The guy puts on the VR glasses and he's able to go underneath the bridge to see how the bridge is actually floated. Concrete bridges. I mean, the applications are endless. It's now up to us. You know, on the simulation side, the simulation side of AV has been in business for a long time. Look how many government uh, agencies employ that. So that's my... Well, and, and here's the other thing, and, and totally geeked out, you know, if, if you've not watched um, the, the uh, Netflix show Stranger Things uh, and you are a, fr uh, a fan of either the 80s or psychological thrillers and just thrillers in general, it's a very good show. Uh, I think there's only eight, eight episodes. It, it, very easy to, to binge through. They have an augmented, re a, a virtual reality to, um, interface that you can do. Um, on their website, on the Stranger Things website, where you can walk through one of the penultimate houses, one of the main houses of this, and it, it's again, it's 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 a thriller. So there there's creepy music going on, some some other things to, to go with it, but they they have an, adja an adjacent uh, video to this with the stars themselves walking through this um, walking through this this virtual reality. Mike, you, you mentioned um, new revenue streams. Pretend I'm 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 a, a, a green uh, integration owner. I just took over a company. Help me walk through that. What what are you thinking when you're thinking new revenue streams? Um, so, are are you looking for me to outline like um, you know what, what the process would look like, or no? Or you're, you saying... you know, what you so you you made the the statement that that AR and, and VR these are these are possible revenue streams. Right. So what revenue streams are you thinking? Okay. So the, the, the active revenue streams that my company is pursuing and getting um, is, number one, medical training. Um, so there is a, a, a program that we are launching with a, a health system where we're able to get the doctors an AR application so that when they're walking around the hallways, they can see a particular poster that may say, scan here for the latest training on X. Um, because it, it's a, you know, something that the hospital systems are struggling with in terms of how do we get the doctors this short little bit of, of training um, in a way that we can turn it into a contest, make it fun. Um, so that's that's one area that that uh, you know is creating a line of, of revenue for us. The other area is for nonprofit organizations. Um, we have developed a, a couple of VR applications to help them visualize what it is that they're raising money for. So if there's a particular space that they are trying to implement technology into, um, then we've created a, a VR application that they paid for, the, the nonprofit paid for, in order for them to then take that application box and go to donors and say, this is what we want to create. 
Um, so those are active revenue streams for us right now. All right, moving on. Last story here, and I'll let you guys get out of here. Rethinking AV uh, from our friends across the pond at, uh, at, at AV Magazine. AV Connections, uh, which they're dubbing the Network for the AV Community, which sounds very, very uh, like a nice, uh, that's a nice tagline. Somebody should steal that. Steal that. Um, uh, quote, unquote, we're all used to being bombarded with messages telling us we need to change to survive, build the agile workforce, and react to market movements faster. But do we actually know how we should do that and what tools uh, will be available to support such change? Here's the thing, and, and AV Magazine is, they do some really, really innovative things um, in, in the UK specifically. Um, this is one of them. It, it's like AV com- Connections for these guys. Um, it's it's a group of folks. It, right now it's technology managers, um, and they're moving into uh, consultants and eventually integrators, and, and um, gr- they're bringing people together to talk about some of these things. One of the things that I have learned over the years and, and, and over the last few years specifically in covering AV and in covering the U.S. versus other markets, the states have a couple of interesting challenges. Number one is our size. England is not that big. The U.K. is not that big from a, from a geographic standpoint. I love this idea. I would love to see something like this happen in the states. Um question is how right AV Nation could sponsor you know something similar to this in St. Louis right St. Louis is a nice central location it's 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 somewhat easy to get to Chicago would be another possibility center of the country you both are on the east coast neither of you would come and I'm not I'm not being pessimistic I'm being honest neither of you would come now if we held it in New York you guys would absolutely come our buddy Josh Schrego, who is a consultant out of San Francisco, is not going to make a five-hour flight <laughs> to go to a... To, so you, you see where I'm going with this. Uh, Chris, I'm going to start with you on this. First of all, do you see a need? Do you see a, a, a use case for something like this in the States, period? And if so, how do we do it? Absolutely. Well, first of all, you don't have people coming to where you are in St. Louis because you can't even keep your football teams. Do you? Oh, you know like, what? I, I've been waiting, waiting for years to drop one of those into it. because Chicago I Bears. I believe there's still a sh- team technically in Chicago. <laughs> not in St. Louis. I don't care. There never has been. No, no hang on. Tama. There never <laughs> has been a team in St. Louis. There's never been a team in Chicago. In the last oh, years, Chicago. wow. <laughs> not since 86. 1984. Baby, 1984. 84, 84. I'm sorry, they were still trying in '86 to battle some other team that yes. to uh, destroy them. But that's not that's not important right now. What what we're talking about is these regionalized shows and how AV needs help with business practices. I think that a lot of trade associations have gone down this road already, uh, trying to talk about the business. But here's the problem uh, that we've discussed on our other show. The hot trendy thing is as a service. My biggest problem with as a service is that I don't think people are seeing as a service and reacting to as a service in the proper way. Uh, what do I mean by that? You cannot just buy a piece of software, resell it, and call yourself a company that's doing as a service. It is a complete mind shift, you know, mindset shift from a box sale to having the proper people in place and having the right education given to those people. 
you know, we're here, we are more, and this has been shown at Infocom versus an ISC. There are more classes and more attendance of classes that are I, that are AV related tech courses at Infocom than it is at ISE. Education for us here is huge. We go down that road. But one thing we don't do a lot of on the educational side is how to help with that business. You know, that's usually typically resolved for just the CEOs who are going to maybe an AVEC or a BLC or type like that. But the fact is we all need to be educated in that because we all have to get on that mind shift. A couple of years ago, I went under a training program when I was at a pharmaceutical company for Six Sigma, okay? Why did the AV guy go under a Six Sigma program? Because Six Sigma was not just lean manufacturing, it was also a lean process. And if IT was using it and I wanted to be part of, an, of, a, of a Six Sigma process, I had to get schooled in it. So I got my Six Sigma yellow belt to partake in these green belt projects so I can understand the languages. That's what I'm getting at, is that these companies and th this type of show is absolutely necessary and it's not just for the CEOs. The CEOs, yes, have to go and they have to have the buy-in, but they have to come back. And the only way you're gonna come back and get buy-in from the own, your own company is if you have other voices within your company that buy into this idea and believe in it. All right. Um, Mr. Shen, from your standpoint, you know, could we use something like this and, and how do we pull it off? So maybe Tim, you can help me with, with something I'm struggling with and trying to wrap my head around. Is is connections just a um, a group of, of local integrators getting together on a regular basis to discuss ideas? Is it is that Am I getting that correct? Well, to, to start with, it's it's technology manager, but yes, eventually they're going to they're going to expand it to consultants and integrators and, and other people in the in the AV chain. So, I think that the U.S. because you're absolutely right, uh, and Chris, you know, to, to to your point, you're absolutely on on target as well. But I think that the the size of the U.S. Um, you know, you can't necessarily just do one large organization like they can in parts of Europe. Uh, but we do have so many different channels for that. Um, you know, the Infocom roundtables were a way that that uh, we were able to get together and do something like that. The CICE Pro Summit is what we do there. Uh, AVEC, BLC. And then for the integrators, you have PSNI, you have USAV, um, you have the Ignite program. I mean, there's there's so many different organi organizations already in place. Is, is, is this not meeting the needs of the industry to be able to, to feed all of these things? That's what I'm asking you guys. That's, that's a good point. The, the one thing I would say is, is a lot of those organizations as well as events that you mentioned psni is is a regional thing like you you can't have two psni members in st louis you can't have two right. in, in, in philly um the round tables have have gone to the wayside mm -hmm. um infocom is trying to to ramp up their their live and local stuff but that's not quite been been um been rolled out yet they do have their their regional shows they've gone to you know san jose and um uh, Boston and, and, and New York. Uh, they're in New York next week with the, their IoT device. Um, the, the NSCA um, has the BLC, which is, again, a once-a-year deal. It's in one location. So you're traveling there. And Pivot to Profit, too. That, that's coming up in the fall. Okay. Uh, and yeah. then you've got Almo, and you've got some other regional mm -hmm. shows that are smaller trade shows, but again, they're regional, and they those guys do you know travel the country, and there's a couple more that, that do that. Um, 
Oh, I guess I guess that that does it does seem to do that. I I saw this as as more of a akin to the round table, which I personally absolutely loved. I thought it was a great event, um, and I was really looking forward to the 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 live and locals and and, and hoping that they that Infocom ramped those ramped those up, you know, um, rather quickly because again the the round tables were a nice um, regional for folks to kind of get together and do this exact thing i have a problem okay and my problem is me picking on the industry in general um these type of events okay um think back to when you guys were technology techs or you know entry level people you see all these things you want to go you can't okay one of the things that we have a, an inherent problem within the av industry is that these are held as rewards for certain people within a company, okay? The right person who should be going, not necessarily is the person who's going. Uh, and it can be because they are just not up for rewards at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen this in my career um, where people get picked to go to certain things and you're like, what are they, why are they going there? And you don't question it. I mean, it's you typically, you know, you're working for a smaller integrator or something like that. It's a mom's and pop shop. They have their asinine reasons and you agree with it and just say okay i'm just gonna put my head down and go to work but the fact is is that how many people have gotten passed over from going to an event where they can express their opinion or ask the questions to some of the people that are sitting there and 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 that's part of the reason why av nation i think even was created was that we wanted a forum to speak our minds and talk about certain things and this is a topic that's come up numerous times you know, how do people select who goes to these things? I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love BLC, but you have to, there's a charge to go to BLC. And your company has to front that. So when it comes down to it, are they going to send the senior tech who is maybe, a you know, somebody who is on the rise? Or are they going to reward the guy who just sold, you know, $5 million worth of product? You know, those two people walk into a room. You know, I can pretty much bet who is going to go and who is not. So... That's just my bone to pick. Well, I, I agree that, that that is a problem that's rampant throughout the industry. Thankfully, NSCA has some options for that, uh, just, you know, through the form of scholarships in order to sponsor people to attend. But you're right, Chris. Uh, you know, is, is the right person always in the room? Are these events really supposed to be incentives uh, or fringe benefits for, you know, the work of, of high performers when maybe they're not the ones that uh, are going to be influential in bringing back the content and the information uh, to be able to spread it to the rest of the organization. I do see that as, as something that is limiting. So, you know, keeping that in mind and keeping in mind that the roundtable discussions have gone away. And really, I think, Tim, what, what, what you're describing as a, the AV connections is more of, of just an exchange of problems and ideas and solutions, then maybe there is a a need for something like this, but it would have to be done regionally. Almost the way that um, any, any of our listeners that use Salesforce, Salesforce um, uses regional user groups um, and they get together about once every two to three months uh, and exchange ways that uh, Salesforce can be improved or what they're doing or what they what code they wrote or uh, features or add-ons that you can you can find online etc and it's a very effective um, you know way of, of keeping the the end users engaged but that's costly I mm-hmm. mean typically when they do it you know it's going to be at 
make a, a steakhouse uh, where they rent out one of the rooms and they do presentations and then it's a lunch discussion about uh, you know what 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 you're doing with Salesforce and so this industry doesn't have a reputation for being able to necessarily fund something like that without without the integrators contributing heavily maybe maybe um, an organization like that could get manufacturer sponsors and then really be able to pull off a really nice event in multiple regions yeah yeah all right all right guys that's uh, that's gonna do it we're gonna I'll let you guys get out of here for the the nice uh, nice three-day weekend mr. Neto thank you sir thank you man appreciate how do, it how do people find you uh, well before my internet comes out <laughs> besides yeah. the crap out on me <laughs> you can find me on the internet I am on at Chris underscore Neto that is my Twitter uh, you can find me at uh, hashtag MHO show which is the hashtags that we do for the MHO show which you can find right here on the AB Nation Network. How you like that product? Well, Very nice. Uh, you can also find me and the company that I work for on a daily basis at uh, www. And I'm going to add the W's. abhelpdesk.com. All right. Very good. Yeah. And if you uh, MHO uh, just got uh, got our approval to be on iTunes. So if you're if you're on the iTunes and and that's how you sub- subscribe to uh, to podcast, you can get them there. So ah, wait. And speaking of that, why aren't you airing the fact that? We have a little thing going. You don't think I can get so many viewers to, to I don't have the viewers. <laughs> you don't want to bring it up. But the fact is this, and I'm going to make a plea on AV Week. You All go right. to iTunes and you go and you subscribe. You give us five stars and a comment. I am going to prove Tim wrong. Do it. Go we, right now. We, don't we, waste any more time listening to this. We, we have a wager. So <laughs> let's just say that involves a, a never mind. All right, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. I don't even want to know what it's going to involve. No. Probably has something to do with a primate. So mm. uh, I, you can find me on Twitter at AXP Mike. Uh, you can also find information about my company, IMS Technology Services, at imsts.com, which is our new website. We're very excited because it's a lot fewer letters than IMS Technology Services. <laughs> um, and, uh, and of course, uh, I, we, I join uh, on occasion when I'm not on the lamb um, in the Caribbean or in the uh, Southeast um, on the MHO show as well with Chris. So uh, please listen, please go to iTunes, please, please, please five stars and one word. That's all we need. And real quickly, uh, you're also heavily involved with NSCA's ignite program. How do people find out more about that? Absolutely. You can go to the NSCA uh, website, nsca.org, go to the NSCA Foundation, and you can find out all the information about the great things that the foundation is doing for the industry. Uh, The Ignite program geared towards uh, creating awareness in the marketplace that the industry exists and trying to retain uh, good talent to come, good new talent to come into the industry from outside the industry. Um, it is a grassroots effort, starting with uh, with school outreach and colleges and, and what have you. But there's uh, going to be a lot more, a lot more exciting stuff that we're going to be announcing in the next couple months. Uh, we just had our, our summit meeting in Minneapolis last week, and uh, a lot of good things came out of it. So things are in the works, and, and there will be more announcements coming soon. Okay. Tim, yes, sir. Tim, you're not ending it yet because I know you will forget to do this. Coming up next week, you have to go check out the IoT show in New York. Uh, Our friend, editor, and uh, international man of leisure right now as he travels uh, up from New York to the Boston area for Labor Day weekend. Uh, You can catch Josh Rago. He will be one of the presenters at IoT. Uh, Then after that, 
the man who's going to tell you not to follow him, I'm going to tell you to follow him because he's on his way down to Cedia in Dallas to go check out what's going on there because you won't promote yourself. So I have to do this for you. Well, I was going to mention yeah. Cedia. I mean, it was. Well, now you can mention more. Give okay, me more details. Thank you. Uh, yes, the IOT, if you're in New York, check that out. Uh, Josh will be there. Uh, David Danto, um, very, very smart guy, also the host of another one of our shows called Connected. Uh, will be there. You may find a sighting of George Tucker uh, in in uh, in that New York area. Very possible. Uh, possibly Mr. Neto. Uh, it's in, entirely up to uh, his schedule. So uh, we'll, we, yeah, go go by that. It's actually a really cool thing. Um, Infocom's been started doing the IoT thing for a while now. Um, they started had their first summit uh, in May. They did another one at Super Tuesday this past June at Infocom show, and so this is kind of a t- continuation of that. And then, yes, Chris is right. Cedia, uh, two weeks. Uh, we will be uh, brought, we will be bringing you Cedia, uh, booth tours, stuff like that. We will be having a tweet-up if you're going to the show Thursday from 4 to 6, back in the back beer garden. Uh, all I know is that there will be beer and food and a mechanical bull. All I'm going to say. Um, but, yeah, that that's uh, we're lots of cool stuff. We've got... Uh, um, interviews um we've got a lot of folks uh, that i'm really excited about having uh do the booth tours we've got uh our buddy rich for is going to be doing it stephen Bronner's going to be doing some um may or may not have uh, have mr matt scott that's still kind of up in the air because as he and his wife just welcomed the new child so um that's that it, it'll be fun so um yeah check that out uh, we have a landing page a little section uh cds section on our website so check that out if you would please and go by the website. Speaking of that, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You will find this program. You can you can subscribe and let MHO know how much you like them and a whole lot of others. So avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been AV Week.